Hey, Fort Worth, I'm Maddie Parker, and I'm honored to be the mayor of this city. We are growing, innovating, and moving forward together. It's go time in Fort Worth. Hey, Fort Worth, welcome back to Go Time. In this podcast, I talk about what's going on in your local government, and I talk to interesting and innovative people in our community. And today's guest is the man in charge of over a well-loved jewel of Fort Worth, a place adored by visitors and residents alike, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. Welcome to CEO Patrick Newman. Thank you, Patrick, for being with us. Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be here. So as I joked with Patrick when we got started, rather than me reading a bio, because it's very interesting, actually, I want you to start from the beginning. Deal. Really, I mean, admittedly, it's a bio that only a mother would be interested in, That's but okay. I'll still share. I'm a mother. Um, I'll pretend like for, it. Okay. Thank I, you. Okay. Thank just you. go with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Um, and and let me give you kind of a, a detailed but abbreviated bio. Um, my first botanic garden experience happened when I was eight years old, and my grandmother, maternal grandmother, took me to a garden. I remember very little about that experience except for one memory, which is is just crystal clear in my mind. And she's standing in front of me. To my right is a bed of plants, which I now know to be herbs. Mm -hmm. She broke off a small piece of one, gave it to me, and said, tell me what this tastes like. Uh, And it was fennel. And I love the taste of black licorice. Otherwise, this is a very different story. (laughs) Um, But I remember sort of in my simple young mind, I thought, if plants taste like things, what else do they do? And so that started me on a path of inquiry, and I devoured science, right? I took every science class I could. I got to the university. Um, I knew I wanted to major in some science Where'd field. you go to undergrad? I went to both undergrad and graduate school at the University of Utah, Okay, right? Um, it's a fantastic organization, wonderful university. Um, I later worked there, which we'll get to. So um, I became a pre-med student. It was kind of a linear path. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like science, career. I sort of saw that. Um, was doing pre-med stuff, was doing uh, research in the emergency room at the university hospital. I was happy, except that my biology advisor told me, if you're going to graduate on time, we've got to get one more elective in this semester. And the only thing that fit was a 7.30 in the morning graduate plant physiology class. Which every college student loves 7.30 a.m. Absolutely, right, right? right? So (laughs) we squoze it in the schedule. I went to the class. Like two weeks into the class, I remembered that experience I'd had with my grandmother. Hmm. And I remembered all the other experiences I'd had as a child, right? Um, my father used to take me hiking in the foothills of Utah, and he would identify wildflowers, which admittedly, now that I know the names of them, he was totally making them up. Um, but he was engaging me in that process, right? My mother has kept an herb garden for 40-plus years. I remember kneeling next to her as we weeded and tended to that herb garden. Plants have always been a part of the story of my life, mm-hmm. and it, it sort of all came back to me in that plant physiology class. So I realized I wasn't going to be a doctor. I wanted to work with plants because they're a little bit more interesting and more yeah. obedient than people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I also had this challenge that my parents were kind of bankrolling my tuition on the, you know, under the auspices that I would be a doctor and I might sort of help them in their Surprise. later years. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I wasn't quite sure how to broach the subject of plants and career with them. So I did the only thing that made sense, which is flee the country and avoid the conversation. So I joined the Peace Corps with my wife. We were Peace Corps volunteers for two years, had some experiences there that really solidified for me um, my career path, which is, you know, I I want to be at that intersection of people and plants Mm -hmm. and help people realize how important plants are to our lives, whether it's science, whether it's beauty, whatever it is, I want to be at that intersection and help people. Where were you in the Peace Corps? We were in Azerbaijan. Okay. Yeah. um, Which was, we were the first group in, I mean, an amazing experience. 
um, and, and have a real love for, um, for the people of Azerbaijan and the culture of Azerbaijan. Um, you know, those two years have shaped my perspective more than undergrad and graduate school. I mean, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my relationship with my wife and a lot about people. Um, and so I'm really grateful for the Peace Corps. It's a tremendous organization. When it's done right, Peace Corps is the best form of public diplomacy. Absolutely. So I had that experience, came back, was lucky enough to get a job at the University of Utah at Red Butte Botanic Garden. I was leading school field trips, taking kids through the garden, um, and quickly sort of climbed the ranks until um, I'd been there all of a sudden for 10 years. I'd gotten a graduate degree in public administration. You know, I was doing government outreach. I was doing all kinds of things that were outside of sort of my core job responsibilities. And um, the University of Texas came knocking and said, you know, we've got Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center here. We're looking to make a leadership change. Would you be interested? Austin, Texas, best friend from the Peace Corps, happened to live in Austin, Texas. Easiest recruitment UT has ever had. <laughs> so I ended up at the Wildflower Center, loved it, quickly sort of fell in love with Texas, right? I mean, I grew up in Utah. My family's from Utah. We don't leave. Yeah. Um, but I, I fell in love with, quickly fell in love with Texas. And then we watched in Austin what was happening in Fort Worth, mm -hmm. right? We were working with the team here, um, helping them to combine membership programs, combine education programs, talking about volunteers, those sorts yeah. of things. And as we were talking about earlier, that was not an easy process. There was a lot of understandable yes. concern from the community yeah. that had this deep connection to the Botanic Garden. And Britt, at times, has really been the best-kept secret in Fort Worth. People don't know that you're here. Absolutely. And what an amazing institution. So. Absolutely. People don't know what Brit is, mm -hmm. and they don't know we're here. And so it's a great opportunity to sort of, sort of elevate Brit's presence in the community. And, and we talked about it, and I think it, it bears repeating, and that is that you know, Fort Worth Botanic Garden is the oldest botanic garden in Texas. And so there are generations of emotional souvenirs and memories that are associated with that space. So when we as a community talked about making some changes to that, understandably people had opinions and we wanted to hear those opinions. We yeah. wanted to give people a voice um, and wanted to hear that voice. And so um, it was, a, it was a, a drawn out process. It was a very measured process, but it needed to be that because of the, the, the great history of, of the garden. Um, and so I remember watching that sort of from afar and thinking, this is a really interesting thing happening in Fort Worth. And you were just consulting at that point on yeah, behalf of yeah, Labor. really, and, and really kind of just a peer consultant okay. saying, you know, here's what we're doing as a botanic garden in Austin, in Texas, with volunteers, with members. Here's what you could do, yeah. right? Um, and then lo and behold, they reached out to me and said, would you be interested? You know, we're, we're, we're going to make this merger. We're going to look for a new leadership. Would you be interested? Um, such an easy recruitment for them, yeah. right? I mean, I, I was so happy to come up here. Fort Worth is, is you know, we, we sort of say Fort Worth is the city where the West begins. I think it's a city where the best begins. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting, you know, we went through this merger process. Um, there are several other gardens across the country, big gardens that are doing a very similar thing. San Francisco just combined three gardens into one garden in Golden Gate Park. Um, we're seeing similar things in Chicago and other cities. So really Fort Worth, no surprise, is once again kind of on the forefront of a really great idea, mm -hmm. which is bringing research, education, horticulture together. Um, so that's sort of how I ended up here. There's there's my bio that only a mother would love. And I'll just tell you, um, I, I couldn't be happier. I love Fort Worth. I love this town. Yeah. And I really, really love this it's town. It's a special place. And I guess you got here right before COVID? E I got here right in the middle of in COVID. In the middle of COVID. Yeah. So have you finally been able to start kind of having a normal life here again? Or? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, sort of with fits and starts, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of like each variant gives us a new opportunity no. to try something. Yes. Um, and so adjustments, that's sort of what we do. We make adjustments. 
Um, you know, through it all, though, this is such a great town, right? I mean, um, one thing I love about Fort Worth is I had been here for a week, um, and in that first week, I had been to a Rotary luncheon, and I had been to a meeting with city council, and I was immediately a part of the town, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it took me years in Austin. This is not a knock on Austin. It just took years to really become engaged with the city of Austin. Yeah. It took me no time at all. I mean, this is it, it, this is a growing, a vibrant community that has maintained that town feel. Yeah. And it's really what sets it apart. And it's a priority for me, too. I mean, I've talked yeah. to so, so many citizens, residents here that say, we love Fort Worth. We're good with the growth. It's okay. But just don't let us lose that charm Amen. of kind of taking care of each other yep. and being open door. Yep. So try to describe um, at a high level for listeners what the Brit is and what, what, what you're doing there. And then also this partnership with the Botanic Gardens and what we hope to achieve with it. Yeah. So i um, happy to do that. Brit, the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. Um, you know, it really is the offspring of the SMU herbarium. So a herbarium okay. is, think of it as a massive encyclopedia of plants. I've heard people in town refer to it as the Museum for Dead Plants. Let's not say that. Museum for dead plants. So an herbarium is pressed specimens, right, that okay. are collected across the world. We have um, 1.5 million and growing specimens in our collection, ninth largest herbarium in the country, and, and we are actively adding to that, mm-hmm. right? So it's this massive encyclopedia of plants we can pull in some cases, we can pull genetic material from those specimens, so they're a repository for genetic material. We can see how things like climate change or, or urbanization is changing plants and how they're adapting in response to those things over time. Some of our specimens are from the 1700s. Some of them are from two weeks ago, right? Yeah. So we, we, can, we can see change over time, those sorts of things. And how is BRIT funded? BRIT is funded uh, through a very generous endowment, right? Um, you know, local supporters, um, Ed Bass and others, have really put a lot of, of time, talent, and treasure behind uh, behind BRIT. Um, and so we've got researchers that are traveling the globe, finding new plant species, bringing them back. We're learning more and more about um, plants and the need to conserve them. Mm-hmm. And we contribute that conversation on a regional, national, and really on an international level. So there's, there's deep, deep botanical science happening right here in Fort Worth. And I don't think very many people fully understand that or appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, for a plant nerd like me, it's amazing. To the general public, I think it's important to know that we have this great resource in town that is contributing to an international conversation about plants and plant conversation. Yeah. And obviously you're next door adjacent to the Botanic mm-hmm. Garden. Um, that The partnership started in October of 2020, is correct. that correct? Yep. So once we got past the, I'll call it controversy or sure. the, the worry from community members, yeah. in a short period of time, the partnership has taken off and been incredibly beneficial for Fort Worth. Talk about that piece. Yeah, so we took over management of the of the Botanic Garden October 2020, um, and and we anticipated that that response would be positive. It has been more so than we we could have planned for or anticipated. We welcomed um, a quarter of a million guests last year to the Botanic Garden. And we have our site set on half a million guests in three years. That's not cumulative, meaning each year welcoming yeah. a half a million guests. Um, and and part of that is what we program and what we bring and those sorts of things. But, you know, the, the botanic garden, the great thing about the botanic garden is, we talked about it, it's, it's the oldest botanic garden in the state. Um, it, it is incredibly large, right? I mean, it's 120 acres. It's, it's a big campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it, it's been supported by some great institutions, city of Fort Worth, botanical society, garden club, Fort Worth garden club. Right. Um, and, and those three 
those three entities have invested their time, talent, and treasure into this space. And so, um, you know, it, it's got a great history. It's got a great story. What we're working on right now is trying to take all of those stories and kind of weave them together into one more cohesive story. It's a, you know, you, you work through the garden and there's a garden club garden and then there's a city garden and then there's a botanical society garden. All stellar, all great. But what it needs is, is just a little bit of fine tuning mm-hmm. to kind of weave all that together. So we are in the process right now of a comprehensive 10 to 20 year master plan. We've been, um, you know, been working with a, a team from Studio Outside is their name from Dallas. So they sort of know the, the Metroplex. Um, we're working with Bennett Partners, local architect, right? So we anticipate some significant change, um, but also really sort of honoring and paying appropriate respect and tribute to those pieces that have been a part of that garden for so long. Um, and we've been engaging the public in that conversation. We, we understand full well that although we as Brit have management of the Botanic Garden, this really is the community's Botanic Garden, right? And we, we want it to have that feel. And so any change that we talk about making, we want the public to let us know, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Have we thought about this instead? So we've held six public engagement sessions across the community to help inform that master plan. And one big concern at the beginning was cost yeah. and accessibility. Yeah. So how have you all dealt with that piece? Well, and I think a great segue because it, um, you know, it, it's, it's interwoven through the master plan. So as we talk about in the master plan, accessibility is a key part of that, right? Not only how do you get to the garden, how do you get through admission, and then how do you get around the garden, right? So that's, that's a key part of, of um, the master plan. We, um, we knew that, that the you know, increasing, or not even increasing, charging for admission would be, that would be a, a bit of a lift for the community. Um, not as big a lift as we, we, I think we originally thought that the community has responded really well to that. Um, but we also wanted to, to do our part to, to make sure that we make it as accessible as possible. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, we have Museums for All, which is a program where, you know, um, you know, anyone that has like a snap card, um, they can present that and that is free admission to the garden. We do targeted free days. This year, Juneteenth will be free. And I think Juneteenth from here on out needs to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we are so happy to offer that to the public. I mean, we think of a, what better way to celebrate, you know, Miss Opal and, yeah. and the other like great things around that day um, and really sort of celebrate the culture and the community than to just open up the garden and let it be free. So we'll be free on that day. Um, you know, we're also, we, we realized kind of early on in this process that admission was one of the things that was preventing people from coming to the garden, not the biggest one. Transportation was big, mm-hmm. perception um, and relevance are kind of the things that we're really okay. trying to help change. So, um, you know, we, we do a lot of targeted free things, and, and we have an agreement with the city where at least 10% of our admissions are discounted or free. We, we exceed that every, you know, every time that we measure that. Um, but really talking with the city about transportation, right, um, university, those sorts of things. And we, we know we're making some changes to university. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how that informs. How that impacts, yep. yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think relevance, um, and perception, a garden is so much more than a place where grandmother takes her eight-year-old son, right? It, 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 it is full of emotional souvenirs, whether it's a, you know, one of life's most memorable experiences, like a wedding or a quinceanera or something like that. Concerts in the garden. I yeah. mean, come be a part of a, a vibrant community. One of my favorite events yeah, in Yeah, and Worth. it's back, yeah. right? Yes. Concerts in the garden is most definitely back. We're talking with the symphony orchestra about a long-term agreement where we can, um, both of us invest in infrastructure and make that a really robust, consistent thing moving forward. But the garden is so much to so many people. We, we want it to be the treasure jewel 
that deserves mm-hmm. to be and, and has been and will be. Uh, and you're for, adding a really big event this coming holiday yeah. season that people are really excited about. Yeah, we're really excited about this. So um, we beginning November 18th through January 8th, um, we will host Lightscape, which is an, I mean, this will be the North Texas premiere of an international sellout sensation. This is a holiday lights experience that, um, you know, families and individuals can walk through the garden, fully immersive music, light, um, food, beverage, everything. Um, and, and it is, it is huge. I mean, I, I, I cannot oversell this. It is huge. This will be a really, really great experience for Fort Worth. And we think it'll become sort of the holiday tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've entered into a, a multi-year agreement with Lightscape. They're backed by Sony. Um, it's, this is not a small production. This is yeah. a really big thing. As we looked around the landscape, we saw that there was a need for something during the holiday season and something that could bring families together and bring the community together. And so we're really excited to, to be able to host Lightscape. Yeah. Um, and we think, um, as I said, you know, we think this will be kind of a big splash in the market, get people really excited. Frankly, we'd love to see people coming from mm-hmm. across the Metroplex to come spend their money in Fort Worth. And frankly, be more interested in what the Botanic Gardens Absolutely. does around, yeah. too, if that's, yeah. if that's what gets them in the door. Absolutely. Great. I mean, we, we anticipate that some people, this will be their first experience coming to the Botanic Garden, right? That yeah. They'll come, no pun, well, pun intended, to see the garden <laughs> in a different light. Yeah. Right? And, um, and, and from there, they may come back and, and experience concerts mm-hmm. in the garden or, you know, a Sometimes people come just to experience the quiet joys of nature. Yeah. And we provide all of that at the Botanic Garden. And we want to continue to provide that and provide it to all. Coming from the, the Wildflower Center, you know, I, I have a, a, an affinity for Mrs. Johnson and, and for um, sort of her, her wit and her wisdom. And Lady Bird Johnson said that the environment is where we all meet, where we all have a mutual interest. Mm. I, I think, you know, it was really sort of a rallying call for the environment and championing the environment. But she was also incredibly prescient, and I think she was also telling us that the environment is where we all meet, where we're all welcome, where we mm-hmm. all belong. And I, I see the Fort Worth Botanic Garden continuing to move in that direction, right? That, that the Botanic Garden is where we all meet, where we're all welcome, where we can authentically belong and be part of a vibrant community. Yeah, that's very well said and good point for sure. I um, well, We've got to talk about how people can be more supportive of, of what you're doing there, Botanic Garden and Brit specifically. It reminds me I need to renew my membership. So yes. there's lots of ways for people to be involved, yeah. Obvi- obviously. Yeah, um, you know, and membership is a great way. We have a, a, a growing membership program, and, and we're always looking at that, whether you're you know an individual, whether you're a family. We have ranges of membership, and so absolutely membership is a great way to be involved. Mm-hmm. It, it supports the Botanic Garden, but then – you know, in turn, you get free admission for a year plus discounts on classes. With Lightscape, you're going to get early ticketing, right? So we're going to open up the ticketing to members first. A lot of benefits to membership. So that's one great way to support the, the Botanic Garden. Another great way is to just come out and see what's going on, right? Participate in the, the many things that we're offering. Um, you know, we have a new exhibit coming this spring, Big Bugs, which is massive wooden sculptures of big bugs. Oh, my boys will love that. Yeah. Um, and, and right now we've got butterflies in the mm-hmm. garden, um, we talked about concerts in the garden. We're trying to fill the schedule with something going on every month to give people an opportunity um, to come to the to the garden. And then there's lots of uh, opportunities for support from corporate uh, sponsors and individuals. You know, we're looking for sponsorship opportunities for Lightscape and for Celebramos, which is our our celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month, and Big Bugs and all those things. And so, both from individual all the way up to corporate, there are opportunities for for the community to 
come involved and support what's happening at the Botanic Garden. You'll love this. When I was running for mayor, my mom is a not political. She just supports her daughter doing whatever. But she did say, like, I just need to make sure that you're going to support the Botanic Garden. Like, that's her favorite place in Fort Worth to go. Yeah. So my mother and then your mother, my two favorite people in the yeah, world. Yeah. That's that, that's what that's what she cared about. She's like, I don't care about really about streets or anything else. I just yeah, want to know that make you're, sure yeah. make sure Botanic Garden's okay. Your mother has really good priorities. Uh, uh-huh, I, I have she really not does. met her, but she yeah. I, yeah, I'm already a fan. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty good stuff. Um, well, what a pleasure to meet you. We're so lucky that you're here in Fort Worth. It's another great example of. If we keep doing this right, we'll recruit really awesome people to our community. So well, thank you. Here. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And, and um, I'm just happy to be part of a really vibrant community. Absolutely. And um, count me in, whatever we're doing. Well, more to come. We'll make sure in the in the notes for the podcast, people can kind of access some of the links here and, and learn more about what you're doing. And Absolutely. Um, kudos to you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Learn more about GoTime and nominate a future GoTime guest at fortworthtexas.gov backslash GoTime. Listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts. GoTime is produced by staff here at the City of Fort Worth, Bethany Warner, Katie Holloway, and John Michael Perkins. Katie and John Michael also produce our water utilities podcast, H2OMG. Give it a listen. This is the oldest botanic garden in Texas, right? So there's there's generations of history. People have yeah. emotional souvenirs that go back generations. Emotional souvenirs. Ooh. And I need so, like a little notebook no, no. of good nuggets people give no, me. No, that's sorts. a good one. Emotional. My, organic collisions. Organic collisions. Well, that's <laughs> a good one, too. One. You can I'm take that one, one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll trade you temporary use souvenirs. <laughs> I have a lot of emotional souvenirs. Let me just yeah. get there. Okay. My staff just roll their eyes when they hear emotional souvenirs. They do? Oh, well, it was new I to us, so we liked it. Oh, that's new to you. They probably don't use that in the water department, right? I don't think. Okay. Okay, not yet, but now they will. If you really want to go to, if you want to go from third to second, <laughs> just throw that in. Just throw that in. Yeah, okay. Organic collisions and emotions. I feel like this is a good little, like, like this is what, what's the, um, the clips or the, um, on the, on the floor stuff that we don't get to today. Okay. I'll get us started.